Hello and welcome to Sailor. Time to pause Friday's episode. So what? Elizabeth is away. So I'm joined by Ian. Hello, Ian. Hi, Sam. Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the idiot's house. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's the... The chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you see it coming. Part part of me was trying to say, why did, why, I was going to change it to, why did Jesus cross the road? I don't know. Why did Jesus cross the road? To get to the person's house to, that needed saving. Knock, knock. Who's there? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I will stop and breathe in your Right then, after all of that nonsense, uh, let's get to the week of podcasts. Monday, I tried to find a joke about nuts, and I, I assumed that they would all be rude, but they were just all awful. I didn't find any rude ones. I would have assumed the same, and I was feeling rather glad that you didn't. Yeah, so the gospel in a nutshell is John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. That's the one. Nailed it. And you were quoting a book, Theomedia. Theomedia. Actually, I found that book as a whole really quite interesting. It's talking about the different ways in which God communicates with us. You know, the whole idea of media being sort of the way in which we communicate with each other. Mm. TV, YouTube, podcasts, art sending little notes in class and getting told off by the teacher, mm. all of which are different forms of media. So this is about God's media, the way in which God communicates with us. It was quite an interesting book. Yeah, you just reminded me of actually, uh, on Sunday, I was listening to the sermon, which I'll get top marks for. I was listening to you, Donald. I think I was anyway. I think this is what you said. <laughs> about, we often think, why isn't God talking to us? Or I don't really hear God. But he kind of said like, the Holy Spirit has been talking to us since we woke up this morning. Just, are we listening? And I thought it was quite a challenge. I think sometimes we like to say that God's not speaking to us, when in actual fact what we're doing is we've just got our fingers stuck in our ears and we're going, la, 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 yeah. I can't hear you. And then blaming God for it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I think sometimes for me that comes in two different ways. Sometimes it's I don't really realise I'm doing, I'm just so distracted with everything else that's going on. I'm saying God's not speaking to me, but I'm not really giving him the chance to, to speak. Mm. But also there are times when it's because I sort of know what I think God's going to say and I don't want to hear it. Right. And so I won't allow him to say it. So I'm just sort of trying to, to shout him down by creating the distractions in order that he's not going to say something that I don't really want to mm. hear because it's going to challenge me or it's going to tell me I need to change what I'm doing. So I think it comes in two different ways for mm. me. You were saying how the gospel is a term that describes good news and shouting out the good news and wanting to sing it from the rooftops, so to speak. Yeah, it, not not just good news, but like proclaimed good news, shout, yeah. it, shout it out good news, you know. 
So those whole gospels are kind of like things that we, we want to shout about, like Jesus' life. Yeah, one part of the challenge for me as I was reading it was to realise that I probably need to almost read the gospels with that tone of voice, that sort of urgent, out of breath, shouted from the rooftops sound rather than sort of just something that's a little bit nice and lovey-dovey. Mm. So, speaking of good news, I think that leads us into your song choice on Tuesday. Unsurprisingly, not one that I've heard before. <laughs> I think that's uh, at least 95% of the of the songs that you and Elizabeth choose, but I do sort of quite like being introduced to new songs, especially since they're sort of coming through a, a filter and they've always already been assessed. And I know, that, I know they're going to be good ones. They're not just going to be Only ever uh, ra- random ones. So the, the song was Only Ever Good. Yep. I found that the words of it really quite challenging. And, and also mm. what you were saying about it. I like, as you were speaking about the first verse, you said something along the lines of, it's crazy to think that God is so powerful. He can do whatever he wants, but he's still mm. good. And that sort of got me reflecting a little bit on some of the things that you used to do as a kid at school. I don't know if you ever played the games where you'd sort of, if you had this superpower, what would you do? Or what, mm. what would your favourite superpower be? And so I found myself sort of reflecting on that and thinking about what would I do if I had unlimited power? What would you do? Yeah. And as you were speaking about the fact that throughout history as humans, in many places we've tried to make gods and ask ourselves that question what would they do if they had unlimited power and i think you spoke about like thor and odin and and zeus and how those gods we've made them in our own image and so they do with ultimate power what we might be tempted to do Mm. with ultimate power you know they might be capricious they might strike you down if they're feeling in the mood for it but yet the god we serve isn't made in our image he's not someone that we've just thought up or tried to conceive he's someone that existed and the god that we do serve the real the one true god is so much more powerful than we could imagine so much more powerful than those other gods that we've tried to make or than that we imagine they might be and yet he still chooses to only do good i found that as just a reminder of how other than us god is which i think sometimes i forget Mm. when i think about god often i'll sort of call to mind the image of jesus and how god became one of us but forget that god is this great amazing creator of the universe totally other to us who nonetheless decided to become one of us in order that we might understand him and then that second verse said i am my father's dream he only sees me with delight and then at the end of that verse he bought me with the blood of christ and that for me was a really powerful reminder of the power of forgiveness it reminded me that often when i think about other people i think about what they do or what they've done or or whatever but god doesn't see our actions he actually sees me the real me that that's underlying those actions he sees me rather than my failures and i think that's a was a real challenge for me to remember both that's how god sees me but also i should be looking to try and see the real person inside others rather than just being aware of their actions but to try and look beyond that i think that kind of in a way links really nicely to elizabeth's repair shop episode on thursday but we had a, a comment on youtube from val Thank you, Val, for the comment. She she kind of made the point about how the joy of the restorer, the joy of making something better and fixing something, 
this is surely what God feels when um, we are restored by his grace. And I think the fact that he only sees us with delight and when we come to him to be helped and be fixed, this just adds to that delight and it makes him so happy. So often there's, we feel such shame in our wrongdoings and the things that we get wrong and we feel that we can't go to God with those, but actually this just makes him even happier that we do go to him because he has the ultimate power to restore us. Mm. Yeah, and Elizabeth mentioned about that gold in the Kintsugi, that God is the gold that binds us back together again. And when we trust uh, our brokenness into the hands of the one that made us, as Elizabeth said, it can't, like if you see those bowls, because they've been broken and fixed with gold, they look so cool. Like it just shows us how much better we can be when we're being fixed by God. Yeah, as you say that, I'm, I'm reminded of something I wrote in an essay that I had to do quite recently reflecting on the experience of of being in church i think as every church experiences it's not perfect and none of us who were there actually were were perfect we were all broken in in one way or another and i wrote this the obvious flaws of that experience somehow made it all the more beautiful as the presence of god held each of the broken congregation members together in a way that the precious metal in a kintsugi bowl holds together the broken shards of pottery and, and not only that actually if you look at the images of them I, I really want to get one for myself at some stage mm. but I think they're actually I reckon that they're more beautiful that way yeah yeah exactly than they yeah. than they would have been before they were ever broken yeah and I think just to round off I wanted to remind you as I mentioned on Tuesday our Instagram questions that we have on our stories mainly if you have any prayer requests. As a church, we are going to make in our office a board to put all your prayer requests on that nobody will see apart from us, so don't worry about that, that we can continue to pray for you throughout the year and just hold up our church members in prayer. So I'd highly recommend that you go over to our Instagram stories and either send us a message on Instagram or email us at plexus at salvationarmy.org.uk or plexus.salvationarmy is the Instagram page. We'd love to hear from you. I need you to soften my heart and break me apart. I need you to open my eyes to see that is shaping my life. All I am. what you say that you're good and your love is great I'm broken inside I give you my life I need you to soften my heart, to break me apart. I need you to pierce through the dark and cleanse every part of me. All I am, 
Yeah. 